cliffcentral.com. Thanks for joining us right here on cliffcentral.com, your favorite podcast platform. This is In Conference with Michael Jackson. That's me. I'm a global speaker traveling around the planet. This year, in 2016, would you believe I did 149 different talks in 12 different countries? Wow. I get to meet an awful lot of really exciting, interesting, dynamic people. And we figured out here that it will be a great place, cliffcentral.com, your podcast home, for you to meet them as well. So quite often, the people that I interview are international speakers, they're writers, they're authors, they're business leaders, whatever it may be. My guest on this podcast is no exception. In fact, she pretty much all of those boxes. I'm going to introduce you to some South African homegrown talent with an amazing story. Her name is Zipo Sikakane, and she's an inspirational speaker, writer, business advisor. I'm pretty sure, in fact, there's nothing that she hasn't done. But let's find out and understand what her story is as we meet Zipo. Now, joining us on Skype from somewhere in Johannesburg at a secret undisclosed location. How nice to have you on the program. Zippo. Fantastic. Thank you for having me, Michael. It's only a pleasure. Now, I know that you're going to be a major speaker on circuit, particularly around Southern Africa during yes, 2017. Yes. I got, I got to <laughs> meet you. Goal. I love it. I got to meet you a couple of weeks ago and listen to you speak on a stage and quite frankly was blown away. And, you know, one of the things with me as a, as a full-time professional speaker is that homegrown African talent when it comes to speaking other than the kind of inspirational gospel type stuff, in a pure business sense, is quite rare to find. So I sat back on my heels almost, listening to you speaking, thinking, wow, this woman is an incredible business lady, an incredible speaker, and boy, does she have a story to tell. Share that story with us. Where did it all begin for you, Zippo? Fantastic, of course. So for me, I mean, it started a long time ago, you know, having grown up the typical South African story, you know, growing up in a poor community in a township somewhere in northern Guadalupe. But for me, the thing that stood out was my passion for business. You know, it started out as early as the age of five when I started my first business venture. You know, at the time I did it because I needed a way to subsidize the family's income. But very quickly, it became something that I was passionate about. Um, so much so that I had my own tuck shops, you know, the spaza shops that we have in the communities. And even when I went to university, that is exactly what I was known for. Hang on, you were and five years old in a single parent home <laughs> in a township in KZN. Yeah, exactly. And what were you doing? Did you set up a stall outside on the street and sell to passers-by? Yeah, so how it started is I would take things from home without actually anyone knowing, and I would sell them to my classmates at school. Oh, wow. Obviously, my six, seven-year-old classmates had no money, so they were all buying on credit, and then none of them ever paid me. And so it started out with me having to write out bad debts uh, at the age of five. But then since then, it was uh, small ventures there and there. So I would actually take things, I would buy the stock, and I would bring it to the school. And then eventually I, I ended up having a shop in the school, for example. And I did the same thing at the University of Cape Town. I had my own shop and then I would uh, bring the inventory in. And that's how, that's how I ended up having a business. How did you make it to university in Cape Town then? Because, you know, when, when you talk about coming from a single parent um, home in a township, I mean, yes. with all the fees must fall stuff that's gone on recently. I mean, Absolutely. you know, it, it's an incredible tale that you actually made it to university, let alone onto anything else. I mean, how did it all happen, mm -hmm. Zebo? I was very lucky. I was very lucky because for me, I realized that, you know, education is one of the few gateways that we have to make the bridge 
from coming from a poor community to obviously uh, reaching prosperity. And I did so well when I finished my studies in matric that that year my, my name was all over the papers because they hadn't seen anyone from my community actually achieve the level of academic excellence that I had. Wow. And through that, I, I received a lot of scholarships. And I selected one of them, which was a full scholarship to the University of Cape Town and covered all my costs, you know. And if that didn't happen, you know, I wonder if I would have had that opportunity in the first place. And you went on to complete very successfully a business science honors degree, I understand, from that university. Absolutely, exactly. I graduated among the top of my class with distinctions, which was a big, big honor for me. Did studying come easy to you? Was it something you just enjoyed doing? Definitely not. And to this day, I keep saying, if I can get away with not studying anymore, I'd feel really great about that. And it's very hard. I mean, imagine me arriving at the University of Cape Town, coming from a typical public school in South Africa. And it took me two times, three times as long just to get the information as well as my private school peers, for example. Wow. You know, sometimes I would stay overnight at the computer lab typing one page because that's how long it took me to type one document because I didn't know how to use a computer. So in the beginning, it was very, very hard, but I pushed, you know, because I think that's the whole thing about having your own conviction and your own determination to get really far. Mm. And something was pushing me to say, you know what, I know I can get to the other side. And so let me do that. And so let me do what it takes to get there instead of saying, of looking around and saying, oh, but I'm less than, you know, so let me just give up and not even try. And I know you've gone on to do an MBA as well. Well done for not telling me about that so far, by the way, because most people, when they have an MBA, they tell you in the first 30 seconds. But you got your MBA from Stanford. Let me tell that story. That's the top ranked MBA program in the world, by the way. Yeah, indeed, indeed. It was an honor and a privilege, you know, and I was the first black South African admitted into the program. Uh, which was an absolute pleasure just for me, but also for the school, you know, it showed a lot of uh, progress for the country, but also for them too. And not only that, they, it was the first time they gave a full scholarship uh, for someone to do the MBA and I was awarded for that, uh, which was really, really exciting. So great things were obviously in the, in the stars written in the destiny of Zippos Sikakane <laughs> because you've gone on from your studies into a really solid professional background with public and private sector clients. You've worked as a management consultant at McKinsey, which is one of the leading global consulting firms. Uh, mm-hmm. You've worked for Edcon. You've worked for Zara. Uh, mm-hmm. or the parent company of Zara, I should say, in yep. Spain. I mean, you've traveled almost, almost as much as me, I think. I mean, in the last <laughs> 10 years, I think you've been to over 30 countries and you've worked Indeed. in 10 of them. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I've achieved a lot in a, quite a short space of time, which I'm very proud of. Wow. And do you keep in touch with your roots, with your community from where you originally came from in KZN? Absolutely, absolutely. I think for me, that's the thing that keeps me grounded. Because what happens is a lot of people from those communities, they don't even think that it's possible to achieve the kind of success that I have. And so when they see me and when they hear my story, then it changes things a little bit to say, you know what, if I can define my own path and where I want to go, you know, things could be different for me. And that's what stood out. And even beyond my community, even now, I mean, you look at my CV and I've achieved more than what most people have in their lifetimes. And so they ask how, and I'm like, well, you know, have a clear direction of where you want to go and then just go for it, you know, just go for it. I'm I'm reminded of one of our fellow African speakers, uh, Sipiwe Moyo, who's been on the the podcast with me as well. Mm -hmm. In one of his keynote addresses, and he's achieved, like yourself, a great deal in his life, he talks about going back to his uh, origins in, in Orange Farm and 
meeting one of the people who used to be on the train station with him in the mornings, and the yeah. guy sort of said to him in, in the Shabin, not the Saxon world Shabin, but in the Shabin near Orange Farm, he said, ah, Sipiwe, my brother, I have been marginalized. And Sipiwe says quite strongly, listen, my friend, you marginalized yourself because you've got to pull yourself up by your Absolutely. bootstraps. Ain't nobody on this planet owes you a living. Get the hell yes. out there and earn one, right? And you've done that, Zippo. You've Absolutely. been amazing. Absolutely. And I'm a big testament of that. And uh, I agree very much with uh, Simpiwa's story. You know, great guy. And I think it's exactly that. You know, a lot of people sit back and they want to be victims of the system. You know, and you want to blame all these external factors. And then you start saying, but here's examples of people like myself and Sipua, for example, whom with the same circumstances, we just did things differently, which means anybody can do that. Yeah, is there anything special about you other than a strong determination to succeed? I think for me, the main thing was being authentic and true to who I am, because I think that's where most people fall apart. You know, when we think about success, a lot of people say, so for me to be successful, I need to be like X, or I need to be like this other person they admire, instead of being you, but being the best version of you that you can be. So now anyone who's met me across the years, I'm the same person, I'm consistent, I'm me, except I'm the best version of me that I can be. I'm not a copycat of anyone else. And I think that's important. I mean, you look at people like Oprah, Barack Obama, et cetera, et cetera. You know, they are successful because they were good at what they were destined to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't exist to copy them. I exist to be me and be the best version of me that I can be. And now you're shaking up audiences <laughs> all across the continent and indeed further around the world as well. What indeed. made you want to become a speaker? And what do you normally speak about? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it started for me a couple of years ago when I was, I started speaking uh, when I was still in high school. And back then already people were giving me feedback saying, you know what, you're really good at this thing. But it was only recently where I said, okay, you know what, there's actually a whole profession behind this. And the more I go on stage, the more I realize exactly why I'm doing it. Because there's this thing about being able to send energy out to an audience and just move them from where they are to seeing that actually they can unleash their growth potential. And so when I'm speaking and so when I'm on stage, I talk a lot about, you know, what it means to be a good leader. You know, how do you become an effective leader of yourself? You know, because that's where it starts. You lead yourself first before you lead others. I talk about all the opportunities that exist in the African continent. Amazing, huge. And But we have to understand that we need a certain subset of leaders in order to tap into those opportunities. And I also talk about entrepreneurship. I mean, it's something that's a big part of my life, and I've been doing it since I was five years old, as I mentioned. And so I have a lot of interesting insights, both from the local context and the global context, about what it takes to really thrive in that context. Fantastic. And you've gone beyond stages as well. You also write about this stuff. I know you've Absolutely. been a, a contributing author to a book that came out in Singapore on inspirational women, but also exactly. in, in the media here as well. You write a weekly business column now for the Sunday Times. Does, does that really inspire you as well? It inspires me a lot because what it does is that all of a sudden I have a chance to speak to millions of South Africans every week. Uh, about leadership, about all these opportunities of how can we all be better and help our businesses thrive. So for me, it's an amazing opportunity to use my talents and my story 
to actually engage with the rest of the world. It's lovely when you when you echo that kind of sentiment. I'm, I'm also thinking now of Justice Malala, who was at the same function when you and I met on when you were on stage a couple of weeks exactly. back. You know, and exactly. Justice is is obviously a media personality, not only here at Cliff Central, but in his own regard as well. And he echoes exactly. kind of your feelings and sentiments. There's not enough Zippo of your message. I mean, you know, there needs to be more and more of you, I guess, getting out there and sharing the story. It's it's something that's in great demand, though, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I try every day to just make sure that I get my story out there because the more people hear my story, the more they get the conviction to move and also do something about their circumstances so they can get to the next level instead of just conforming and accepting the status. Does conference speaking blow Zippo Sikakane away? Definitely. I agree that, you know, we need to have more African voices out there and spreading the word and actually being on the speaking arena. And part of the problem is that we're still in a case where most don't see it as a profession. And so that's one of the things we need to shift, because I think there's a lot of people out there with amazing stories and we need to get them out. Yeah, and I think, you know, what's important is that we've we've heard a lot of stories about people emerging from townships and doing great, and you've done just that. But that's not really your story. I mean, your story is about business. It's about, you know, helping people understand a way forward. So, and maybe the time has come beyond the stories of humble origins made great into, you know, we're just here as business people, loud and proud. And that's certainly what you are and what you've been able to achieve. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with that more. Excellent stuff. So um, you're speaking a lot around the, around Southern Africa. Um, what are your plans yes. for 2017? 2017 is to see more of me on the stage. I'm very, very passionate about um, getting my story out there. So definitely more conferences, definitely more corporations, you know, different levels of management, because that's who needs to hear my message, you know, across this continent. And then also, you know, pushing my uh, interest in business and really helping businesses get to the next level and just growing them either through investment or just through different ways of, um, of advisory and coaching. Because you've helped scale businesses and acquire businesses across the food sector, I believe, most recently. But you also have advisory and investment support for small business entrepreneurs around South Africa as well. We've got about we've got about 15 seconds left, Zippo. But where do people find you? What's your website? Because I'm sure a lot of people want to know where to find Zippo Sikakane. Yes, the easiest way is ziposikakane.com. That Zip, is my website. ziposikakane.com. Listen, you're going to be exactly. no stranger to this radio station as you aren't to the media. <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure having you on this podcast. I wish you much luck. I'm looking forward to seeing and sharing stage time with you throughout the course of 2017 as well. But uh, for everyone listening, thank you for joining Zippo and myself. This is a lady to watch, Zippo Sikakane. Go and Google her now. You're going to be as amazed as I was. And that's then goodbye from my guest and myself. It's been a pleasure being with you once again, right here on In Conference with Michael Jackson.